Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and tonight, live from the Ndamukong Sioux Timeout Room, it's the 4th and <laughs> Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you this evening? Well, this room looks like it's used an awful lot, so it <laughs> there's is. lots of snacks and entertainment. <laughs> it is. I I had to I got a laugh out of that today that the two most unpopular players in the NFL among their peers are Jay Cutler and Indomitian Sue. So I can only <laughs> wonder that would be like, you know, who are you rooting for, the snake or the the you know, the weasel when when yeah, right. uh, Sue put his hit on uh, Cutler the other night, but and I have no idea whether that poll was taken before or after the game and what the margin of error was, but uh, I, mean, I think if Jay really Cutler and Indomitian Sue were running for president, it would probably be about as popular as the current race. But uh, anyway, I digress. So what's what's on the agenda for tonight? Well, we have an action-packed show, as always. We're going to take a look at all the Week 8 matchups, uh, give you some waiver wire suggestions, and maybe talk a little strategy at the end. Uh, it is worth noting that we have four teams on a bye this week. The Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, and Houston Texans. And if you want to have your voice heard or you have questions about your team or you just want to harass us in general, there are a number of ways to get a hold of us. We will be here for a full hour until 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. We're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. Uh, the chat room's also open on the website. And as always, all week long, you can find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com and on the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook and our personal Twitter accounts as well. Uh, let's dive into waiver wire picks. What do you think? That sounds like a great idea. How about quarterbacks? Who do, who do you have your eye on this week on the waiver wire, Jana? Ah, I have Brandon Whedon on my list again. <laughs> yeah, he, he seems was, to be a mainstay there now. He was one of the top-scoring quarterbacks last week, as we predicted, so I guess that says something. Uh, Josh Freeman, also of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I don't think he'll necessarily put up huge, huge numbers, but he's a really good bye week fill-in. Ryan Tannehill, now I know it's kind of a scary pickup. He's playing the Jets. He's coming off a bye week, but that Jets defense just isn't as scary as it used to be, and I think coming off the bye week is going to be good for him. Reggie Bush is healthy. I think it'll complement him better, and he may be able to do some damage. And if you're really, really desperate in a deep league, you could pick up Brady Quinn. I don't know if it'll be the greatest strategy in the world, but he's starting, and he's going to be the starter indefinitely. They told him not to look over his shoulder at Matt Castle, so for what that's worth. He'll probably be looking over his shoulder at a bunch of Raiders defensive linemen this or week. Or at the but, grass uh... on the ground while he's on his back, but yeah, he might. He, his his mask, his face mask, might look like Matthew Stafford did that one oh play where he got all the grass not. in there. Yeah, that, his, that might be Brady Quinn's face mask every every down. This if they make a scene. fat head of him, that would probably be what it would look like. Probably, that's, <laughs> that's a good suggestion. We should market that. The we only should. quarterback I would add to that list that you came up with. Actually, I'll, I'll throw two on there. Your 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 weekly favorite, Matt Hasselbeck, although yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it seems like the the longer Jake Locker is out, the better they do for what that's worth. And then mm-hmm. also Sam Bradford in going up against a really pitiful New England defense this week. The like only it. cautionary note is that that game is being played in London, and I'll tell you a little bit later in the show why I think that's a game that you may want to stay away with, away from with uh, offensive players. But why don't we move on to running backs then? Among the guys that have caught my eye this week, obviously Rashad Jennings. If your mm-hmm. if if your league already ran its waivers, he's undoubtedly gone. Philip Tanner may get a chance to start or at least log pretty healthy minutes this week for the Cowboys against the Giants. Although mm-hmm. I think he's probably more of a flex player than a yeah. starter. Um, Daryl Richardson in St. Louis, for all intents and purposes, in a timeshare with Steven Jackson right now. He's disappearing off of most waiver wires, but if he's still there, grab him. And then, of course, Jonathan Dwyer is part of that three-headed monster running back situation in Pittsburgh, and he seems to be the healthiest of the three heads right now. So, yeah, yeah. If, if by chance he's out there, he's, he's somebody to take a look at, too. Who who do you like? Who did I forget? Uh, obviously, I had Rashad Jennings on my list as well. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew is out at least this week with a a foot injury. He was on crutches by halftime of last week's game. It didn't look real pretty. Um, Also, Vic Ballard in Indy, his days are starting to become numbered. I think he's more of a flex option, but they give him uh, a lot of chances during the game. He doesn't make quite as much of it as I'd like him to, but, I mean, you get what you get. And Andre Brown... More of a deeper flex option for me. He is healthy. He's no longer concussed. Um, he's not going to put up big big rush yard numbers for you, but they do put him in on goal line packages, so you may be able to snipe a touchdown out of him. And the Cowboys defense will give up some touchdowns. <laughs> it's, it's not really if, it's more like when. Um, and also LaRod Stevens-Howling out in Arizona. He had a big week uh, last week. It may not be quite the same this week, but uh, he's an interesting option, especially if you're in a deeper league. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of his matchup this week against San Francisco. but uh, we'll Neither am I, but running back get into that. kind of the way yeah. wire. Yeah, and there, there are a few good ones, Ray Rice and... and uh, Freddie Jackson and Arian Foster that are out this week, so there's Buffalo a good chance that back. people would need at least a flex guy for their uh, running back this week. Mm-hmm. How about wide receivers? Who's on your radar this week? Uh, Josh Gordon in Cleveland. I don't know how many weeks I have to say this, but people need to start listening. Um, he's gone in any <laughs> league I'm in. I guess we play in different kinds of leagues. I, he's gone in, in a lot of leagues I play in, but the ones he's still out there in blow my mind. Um, Santana Moss is an interesting waiver wire pick. He's still available in a lot of leagues, and he's been he's been kind of up and down lately, but he's not a bad. If you've got room on your bench, he's not a bad pickup. Brandon LaFell in Carolina, he's uh, kind of a high-risk, high-reward pickup. He's available in a lot of places, and it's really going to be feast or famine. He's going to get you two points, or he's going to get you eight points. You just don't know. Um if you have the ability to take that risk, you have a little bit of a cushion, or you're really desperate, not a terrible option. Okay. Um, guys that I would add to your list are Josh Cooper in Cleveland. He's not Josh Gordon, the other Josh in Cleveland. He got quite a few targets 
last weekend, and as Brandon Whedon seems to get better from week to week, there's just there are too many wide receivers there in Cleveland to count on anybody consistently, but if you're desperate for a flex option, he's not a bad risk. Um, Tequan Underwood in Tampa Bay seems to have moved into their third wide receiver role, and it's, they keep putting up the kinds of uh, offensive efforts, at least in the passing game, that they did last week against New Orleans, which they're not going to throw for that many yards against the Vikings, but there's still some yards to be had there, so I, I like him. And then finally, Ryan Boyles in Detroit, I think, with Nate Burleson out for the season now. Obviously, yeah. Titus Young gets a big bump up, but Ryan Boyles could uh, could certainly move into that third wide receiver slot now. So Nate Burleson broke his leg and just hopped off the field like it was no big deal. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, tough guy, I guess, but so are yeah. most football players. And noticeably, neither of us mentioned uh, Cecil Shorts, the third, oh. or CS3, but uh, Cecil Shorts, <laughs> the third, but uh, I think that has more to do with his uh, quarterback than it does with, well, I think that's more quarterback co- commentary on his quarterback situation than on him. Right? Front office. <laughs> right. So, okay, uh, let's move on to tight ends then. Um, Dallas Clark, we both wrote him off. He's for, back from the dead. He's back from the dead. I'm so week, excited. <laughs> he, he had a good game last week, so he should be back on the radar screen. Obviously, Logan Paulson and Chris Cooley and Washington. Yes. I, I think Paulson <laughs> is probably more likely to be Really? I think Cooley is going to break out. I think that he's going to be jumping off waiver wires this week. Well, he'll be jumping off waiver wires, but I don't think he's the smarter play of the two. I think the guy that's been there all season and has some chemistry with with the quarterback is a better pickup than than a guy who's never played with that quarterback, but we'll see. And then Ben Watson in Cleveland is still unowned in a lot of leagues. And Mm -hmm. my my weekly favorite when he isn't on buy, and you know who I'm going to mention, that's Anthony Pisano in Miami. I know you're not a fan, but I am. So that's, that's yes, you that. are. That's one of one of many things we'll disagree on today. That's right. How about um, uh, any any kickers that uh, people should be well, looking at? Well, let's also add Joel Dreesen to that list. Oh yeah, um, yes. He's good, had three touchdowns in the last four games in Denver. I know Jacob Tammy is supposed to be the guy, but Joel Dreesen is getting the ball when it really matters, and. I, this is looking like it's going to eventually merge into a New England-style two-tight-end offense. And Joel Dreesen, if you've got space or if you need a replacement on a bye week, this is a really, really good week for it. Yeah, you have to love that matchup with New Orleans this oh, week yeah. for him to do really well. So how about uh, my favorite position, kicker? Any any sure. kickers that we should be looking at this week on the waiver wire if, if you've got uh, somebody on bye? Uh, Connor Barth in Tampa Bay, Adam Vinatieri out in Indy, um, Phil Dawson in Cleveland, Nick Folk in New York with the Jets. Uh, I know the Jets don't score a lot of points. It's not like he's going to have a lot of uh, point-after attempts, but he hasn't missed a field goal all year, and that's really the only way they're going to score in a lot of situations. So if he's still out there and he is in a lot of leagues, go and get him. The only one I would add to your list is Sean Swayson in Pittsburgh, and obviously he'll be on waivers. Um, well, I shouldn't say obviously on waivers, but you know, he's kind of flying under the radar. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not a bad pickup if you're in need of somebody for a week. How about uh, defenses, the ones that I probably like the most 
this week. I like Washington. I mean, they, they certainly didn't set the world on fire against the Giants, but mm. by and large, they did a pretty good job of containing a decent pass offense. So I like them this week. And St. Louis, I know they're going up against uh, about against New England, but as, again, I'll get into that London game in a little while, but I, I think they're not a bad play against New England this week. And then finally, San Diego playing on the road at Cleveland after that embarrassing loss to Denver in a bye week. I, I think they're a pretty good uh, pick also. So who who do you like defense-wise if you need somebody off the waiver wire this week? Uh, I love Oakland's matchup this week against Kansas City and Brady Quinn. Uh, Detroit, also a good one. Tennessee and Miami, I both like. Uh, Miami is maybe not the most popular pick for people, even though it's the Jets. I still think they're going to be able to stop them. Although you could, on the flip side, say the Jets' defense would be an interesting play this week, but I think Miami will come out a little stronger than people think. So let's move on to the games then. And just as a reminder, as Janice said earlier, there are four teams on bye this week, and those would be Baltimore, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Houston, which will impact you primarily at at running back, maybe a few wide receivers in there and a couple quarterbacks that people might be starting. But yeah, the mainly running back this week is where the bye week is going to be felt. But still mm-hmm. be better than last week with the six teams missing. That was pretty tough. But So first game up this week, the Thursday night game, we've got Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Tampa obviously coming off that really impressive offensive showing against New Orleans. They almost won Minnes- that game. Yeah, Minnesota will present a little bit more of a test defensively than New Orleans did, obviously, but should still be a fairly high-scoring game. But I, I like Minnesota to pull this out just because I don't have much respect for Tampa's defense, especially their pass defense. So I'll pick Minnesota to win 27-24. Um, I'm taking Tampa Bay to win 27-24, but I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch. Fantasy-wise for Tampa Bay, I think Josh Freeman is more of a second quarterback option this week. I am absolutely starting Doug Martin and absolutely not starting LeGarrette Blunt. I think that kind of goes without saying. Uh, Vincent Jackson at wide receiver is another must-start for me. He's averaging 10 targets. He had 216 yards last week on a bad leg, and he's healthy this week. So I'm hoping that there's a little more there. Um, Mike Williams I like as a flex option, but no to Aurelius Ben and Tyquan Underwood. I'm also saying no to Dallas Clark this week, and no kicker, no defense. For Minnesota, I I like quarterback Christian Ponder a lot. He's probable with a knee injury. Adrian Peterson, probable with an ankle injury. Percy Harvin, probable with a knee injury. And tight end Kyle Rudolph, who was missing in action last week, but I think you just have to write that off as one bad game, and not that he's on his way you know, down or anything there, but and especially with the uh, tight end John Carlson out with a concussion this week, there's there's really no other tight end challenge for Rudolph, so I would still start him. Wide receivers Michael Jackson, Michael Jenkins and Jerome Simpson, who's probable with a back injury. Those guys are flex options for me this week. Kicker Blair Walsh is okay, and the defense is okay this week. Stay away from running back Toby Gerhardt. And um, and wide receiver, running back Toby Gerhardt, wide receiver Devin Armashadu, and as we mentioned before, tight end John Carlson. All right, that works for me. 
Let's so, go to Sunday. So we disagree on one game so far. Let's see next <laughs> one game. One out of up. one. <laughs> We're one, all too good. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we should keep track this week. We've never done this, but uh, we'll, we'll keep track just for kicks. So okay. let, let's, let's just um, keep track of how many winners that we, the winning teams that we agree on. So next up, San Diego at Cleveland. Cleveland, the running back situation is somewhat of a mess now with, with Trent Richardson banged up with his ribs. San Diego, I think they're going to come back from that humiliation against Denver and then the bye week. I think they'll come back in better shape and Cleveland will put up some fight, but I think San Diego wins this game 30-24. to I think San Diego also will win this game. I just... Brandon Whedon plays better than expected, but Phillip Rivers, I think, will, will outplay him this week and they'll get the win. Um... Even though I am optimistic about San Diego, I still think Phillip Rivers is safer as a second quarterback option this week. I think they're going to be doing a lot of running with Ryan Matthews. I am not starting Jackie Battle or Ronnie Brown. The Jackie Battle experiment is over. Uh, Now it's a question of whether or not Ryan Matthews can stay healthy. So that's always a fun game to play. Um, I I would get on no for that. Yeah, I'm going to say if I were Magic 8-Ball, all signs point to no. So maybe Ronnie Brown will get some time later, but this week it's all about Ryan Matthews. I am still starting Malcolm Floyd at wide receiver, but not Robert Meacham, Eddie Royal, or Denario Alexander. Yes, the tight end Antonio Gates, who finally broke out last week, and I'm saying yes to the defense, yes to the kicker. So for Cleveland, I would start quarterback Brandon Whedon, wide receivers Greg Little and Josh Gordon, tight end Ben Watson, Wide receivers Josh Cooper and Travis Benjamin are flex options for me. Kicker Phil Dawson is okay. Running backs Trent Richardson, Montario Hardesty, and Chris Ogbenaya. Keep them on your bench. Richardson's questionable with a rib injury. Wide receiver Josh Cribbs and Mohamed Masakwa. Keep them on your bench. Uh, Masakwa's questionable with a hamstring injury. Tight end Jordan Cameron in the defense. Keep them out of your lineup as well. Okay. I will. (laughs) All right. So next up, we've got Seattle at Detroit. Seattle, it's hard to know what to make of Detroit. They're just a really disappointing team so far this year, but I think they're going to get back on track if only for a week and make their record 3-4. and four. I think they win this game 24-20. to 20. I think they win this game. I don't know if I truly believe Seattle's scoring 20 points, though. Um, fantasy-wise... Russell Wilson is a second quarterback option. I've taken to calling him the facilitator as opposed to a quarterback because that's kind of what it feels like he is. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, definitely start because that's where your offense is coming from this week. It's not a week for Robert Turbin. It's a tough defensive matchup, and there's just not going to be the carries there for him. I am still starting Sidney Rice, but none of the other wide receivers, so that's no Ben Abumano, no Golden Tate, no Braylon Edwards. I'm sick of watching him drop footballs. Um, I'm also not starting tight end Zach Miller. Detroit, their defense has been consistently pretty good against tight ends, so it's just not a safe bet this week. And no defense, no kicker. Detroit will win this game by at least a touchdown. Doug Baldwin at least found the end zone. Yeah. But... I can see where you're not real enthused. So no, for me, I think he's also hurt, so that that's part yeah. of the lack of enthusiasm. Okay. 
for me, quarterback Matthew Stafford is a start. You know, hopefully he'll have less grass in his face mask this week. And okay tight, with it. <laughs> yeah, he did, but I, it's probably not the best way to go through a whole game. Tight end Brandon Pettigrew is a start for me this weekend. Detroit's defense is a start. Running back Mikel Ashore, flex. Um, wide receiver Titus Young, I would start him. Um, wide receiver Calvin Johnson, questionable with a knee injury, which means he'll probably play, but for right now, I would look at him as more of a flex option. Um, Ryan Broyles, same thing, flex. Kicker Jason Hansen's okay. Running backs, um, Kevin Smith and Joyce Bell, keep them on the bench. Wide receiver Nate Burleson is on IR, so you obviously don't want him in your lineup. Probably and not. And uh, Tony Scheffler uh, is also a no for me. Okay, I can live with that. So far, we're two for three on stuff we agree. Yeah, two and one, so that's not bad. And and I'm pretty sure we're going to agree on this next game, Jacksonville at Green Bay. Yeah. I would love to see or hear somebody make an argument for Jacksonville winning this game. I suppose somebody will take the points if the spread is big enough, but just in terms oh, of an outright the, winner. I'll take points, but I'm not taking Jacksonville to win this game. In terms of an outright right. winner, I, I just can't see Jacksonville winning this game in any way, shape, or form. I'll pick Green Bay to win this game 31 to 14. Um, yeah, the, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, even when they're healthy, probably would have a tough time beating the Green Bay team. They look much more functional than they did to start the year. Um, it's not exactly clear who's going to be playing quarterback this week for the Jaguars. I know who I want playing quarterback, but that doesn't really have any impact on the Jaguars, oddly enough. David Garrard? Um, no. <laughs> uh, Blaine Gabbert did leave the game in the first half last week. He has a labrum tear in his non-throwing shoulder, which is his left shoulder. Um, basically, it becomes about pain tolerance and whether or not he's going to damage himself more by getting hit. Now, his backup is a guy you might know from previous shoulder surgeries named Chad Henney. They clearly can swap physical therapy chat, um, whether or not one or the other is under center, it doesn't really matter because the only way you should be starting them is as a second quarterback option. I kind of like the idea of Chad Henney starting, but that probably means it won't happen. They probably um, have Chad Pennington on speed bow too. Oh, yeah. Just get that shoulder injury going around the locker room. <laughs> it is contagious, I think. Especially when Chad Pennington It seems to just happen. Um, as we alluded to earlier, Maurice Jones-Drew is not playing this week. He has a badly injured foot, and they're really not saying more than that. It's kind of a week-to-week thing. Um, I'd be surprised if we saw him next week, but for the time being, it's going to be the Rashad Jennings show, and this is really the only spot that you will find any fantasy value or offensive prowess in any way, shape, or form on this offense. So start Rashad Jennings. Uh, don't start Laurent Robinson. He's still concussed. Don't start Justin Blackman. Don't start Mike Thomas. Don't start Mercedes Lewis at tight end. Even though Sherpa and I like to think that tight ends are kind of a security blanket, especially for Chad Henney, who uh, is not super familiar with his offense, uh, the Green Bay defense is good against tight ends, and that kind of kills any value Mercedes Lewis would have for you. Definitely don't start the kicker or the defense. I like Josh Scobie, but there's no way he's making it on the field enough to impact your fantasy team. Unless he's a, unless he starts punting for them, that would be fun. I'd be very interested in seeing that. Yeah, 
So for Green Bay, quarterback Aaron Rodgers is an obvious start. Running back Alex Green, I think he'll be okay this week to start. Wide receiver James Jones, James Jones and Randall Cobb, they're worth starting. Tight end Michael Finley, I'll give him another chance. Kicker Mason Crosby and the defense are all startable this week. Jordy Nelson, questionable with a hamstring injury. If he plays, you start him, but think of him right now, for now, as more of a flex. Tight end Thomas Crabtree, if you're looking for a tight end for a bye week, is the worst choices out there if you're in a really deep league. Running backs, uh, James Starks, Brandon Sane, and uh, John Kuhn, I would not start any of them. Wide receivers, Greg Jennings and Donald Driver, no and no, and tight end DJ Williams is you know, for me as well. It's really bizarre with Jennings how little he's been on the field this season and yet, you know, how well their passing game seems to have done the last few weeks. Well, I mean, they have there's something to be said for good chemistry between a quarterback and a receiver. And I think that is a part of the reason why we're seeing Jermichael Finley struggle this year. True. True, yeah. but I mean Jennings you know, people, most people thought of him as, like, at least in the top dozen wide receivers, it's not, you know, sort of borderline top half dozen, and he really mm-hmm. hasn't done much of anything this season, especially the last few weeks, and yet that's when Green Bay's pass offense seems to have clicked into gear, so we'll see. Well, I think that, that more has to do with Jordy Nelson waking up. Could be, but hopefully his hamstring will be okay this week, but we'll see. But James Jones is holding on to the ball. Randall Cobb is looking like he could be a decent option. It wouldn't surprise me if neither Jennings nor Driver are on the team. It's a real feat that any any receiver who held on to to targets and catches last week should be applauded because so many balls were dropped. It was like every pass you saw ended up on the ground. It was very frustrating last week. All right, let's Speaking of frustrating, let's move on to the <laughs> Miami Dolphins and New York Jets. And this game, uh, I, I don't know. Miami, okay, they were on bye last week, so at least they didn't disappoint anybody. The Jets you know, managed to give away a game that I'm surprised they could even make it that close. But I'll take Miami to win this game, even though it is in the Meadowlands. I'll take Miami to win this 27-20. to 20. I think Miami wins by at least 10 points. I'm going big this week on Miami. I don't know why, but I'm doing it. Um, Ryan Tannehill, more second quarterback option. Um, That being said, I do like some of the receivers. I love Reggie Bush this week. He's been dealing with that knee injury. He had the bye last week. That's going to make a big difference, I think. Just say no to Daniel Thomas. Uh, Definitely start Brian Hartline. I know two weeks ago he didn't do anything. There is no way that happens again. Just none. Um, I'm, I still like Devon Best as a flex option. I'm saying no to the other wide receivers. I will say maybe to your boy Anthony Fasano, uh, although I like other options better. But it's it's not the worst matchup in the world. It's not the worst option in the world. And Tannehill does throw to him. It's just a matter of if he can hold on to the ball. Um, I am not starting the kicker, but I am starting the Miami defense. I think he has three touchdowns in the last four games, Fasano. But I just can't get on board the Anthony Fasano bandwagon. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. The, the one thing there, the Jets seem to shut down one opposing wide receiver a week. You know, Last week it was Brandon mm-hmm. Lloyd, so even without Darrell Revis, they're still 
not a bad uh, pass defense necessarily, but Hardline we'll may not have 120 yards. I think he'll have more than zero. But I, I like Devon Bess as a flex kind of to play off of that because Ryan Tannehill will throw, and he'll throw a lot, yeah. and somebody's got to catch it. Right, I agree with that. It's just a matter of is it going to be Hartline, is it going to be you know, Bess, is it going to be, you know, I don't know, Wabisky or, or somebody, I, I don't know, mm. or Anthony Armstrong but, uh, or Cassano, but we'll see. So, um, yeah, for the Jets, Wide receiver Jeremy Curley is has done pretty well this season. He's worth starting. Tight end Dustin Keller came back last week. He's also start worthy. Quarterback mm-hmm. Mark Sanchez had a good game last week, but he's more still at best a second quarterback option for me. Also Stephen broke Hill, up with Eva Longoria this week. Tough times. Tough times, yes. So well. <laughs> Maybe he'll actually focus on football this week, but we'll uh, see. Maybe. <laughs> Wide receiver Stephen Hill is a flex option, and the defense is okay to start. Running back Sean Green is not a good start this week. Miami has a good run defense. Wild mm-hmm. Powell, doubtful with a shoulder injury. Joe McKnight, don't start either of them. Stay away from wide receiver Chaz Schillens and tight end Jeff Cumberland, and stay away from kicker Nick Folk. As Janice said, he's been really accurate this week. I mean, this year, but I just don't think they're going to score enough points for him to matter against the Dolphins. Mm, yeah, we'll see. I think this will be an interesting game, though. Yeah. So, so so far we're 4-1 and one on the agreement piece. I know, so it's kind of shocking. Yeah, and I, I have a feeling we're going to agree on this game, too. Cam Newton outburst after last week's game that was showed that there's a, a pretty strange rift going on in that team. Chicago still not clicking on all cylinders offensively, but that defense is probably as good as it is in the league right now. I'll pick Chicago at home for the second time in seven days to in six days to win this game, 24 to 17. I this is a game I don't want to watch at all. <laughs> I don't want any part of either of these quarterbacks or any of this madness. It, it just feels like it's going to be a sloppy game, and I'm not excited about it. Um, I think that Chicago wins. I think it'll be messy, though. Fantasy-wise for Carolina, it's it's a little different than it has been in, in weeks past. I'm going to say use Cam, Cam Newton as a second quarterback, but the run game normally is a strength for Carolina, and it's been very flat. If you have to start one or the other, start Jonathan Stewart over D'Angelo Williams, who has basically become the invisible man. But honestly... I would not start either of these guys this week. Chicago's got a, an excellent run defense. They don't look functional against teams that don't have good run defenses, so I don't really see a lot of good things happening here for you. If you have other options, use them. Um, I'm okay on starting Steve Smith at wide receiver. Brandon LaFell is a flex player. Again, that's kind of a high-risk, high-reward situation. Um Greg Olson is an okay start. I, again, it's not an awesome defensive matchup for him, but there are much worse tight end options out there, so he's kind of on the borderline for me. No defense, no kicker, nothing pretty about this game. How about Lewis Murphy? Is he somebody that you could start as a flex player yet, or you don't I, have that trust I don't trust think there's enough there for you as a flex player. 
All right, moving on to Chicago then. Quarterback Jay Cutler and his ribs are probable this week. I would start him. Running backs Matt Forte and Michael Bush start both of them. Wide receiver Brandon Marshall start. And Kellen Davis is probably a good start this week, as is Chicago's defense. Kicker Robbie Gould I'm okay with. Wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey is going to be out with that hand injury. Devin Hester and Earl Bennett, I wouldn't start either of them either. I think that for the most part, Chicago is going to get it done with the run this week. Mm-hmm. Moving right along then, here's a game I'm betting that we're going to be able to disagree on. So putting fingers crossed here. Atlanta still undefeated. Philadelphia fired their defensive coordinator two weeks ago. And kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of silly, but... I actually think Philadelphia is going to come out of the bye week in much better shape than Atlanta, and I'll actually take them to win this game in a blowout, ending Atlanta's uh, undefeated (laughs) season dreams. I'll pick Philadelphia to win this game 34-20. to Atlanta's defense is probably the least impressive defense I've ever seen on a team that's undefeated six games into the season. Big words. Big words from the Sherpa. Um, I'm going to shock the world and pick Philadelphia to win this game. What are you doing? I know. Philadelphia (laughs) doesn't lose after a bye week. They just don't do it under Andy Reid. Granted, I don't think Andy Reid should still be the coach of this team, but that's another issue for another day. (laughs) Um, I I really feel very differently about the Atlanta defense than you do. Um, But I think there's a lot of fantasy value to be had on this Falcons team. I think this is going to be a close but – really high-scoring game. Um, I'm starting Matt Ryan. I'm starting Michael Turner. I'm not starting Jaquiz Rogers. There's not going to be enough there for him. I'm starting Roddy White and Julio Jones. No Harry Douglas. No to the rest of the receivers. I am starting tight end Tony Gonzalez. I am starting the defense and the kicker, but that defense is really only if you don't have a better option. I do think that Philly will put points up on them. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but things will happen. <laughs> I think I'd rather have St. Louis's defense this week than Atlanta's. Mm, I don't know. Philly gives the ball up a lot. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> but okay. Point I, I like those six turnovers that are sitting out there just waiting to be had. Yeah. So, and John Abraham's having a good season. At least you can say that. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. And Thomas Cowd and his meow thing were pretty funny, but anyway. <laughs> so for Philadelphia quarterback Michael Vick, I would start him this week. Running back LaShawn McCoy probably won't have a better matchup this year than he will this week. Wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, tight end Brent Selleck, Brett Selleck, kicker Alex Henry, and the defense, I would start all of them. Wide receivers Jeremy Macklin and Jason Avant are flex options for me this week. Running back Bryce Brown. Wide receivers, Damaris Johnson and Riley Cooper, none of those guys are, are star-worthy for me this week. I just, I, I can't believe how differently you see this game. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm surprised that you pick Atlanta, right. I mean that you pick Philadelphia, but so and sometimes we see the game the same way. It's just a matter of how many points we think Atlanta's going to score, and I think Philadelphia's defense will be better after this change than they were beforehand, but we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's 
I, I'll watch the game, so we definitely will see. <laughs> yes. So the Let's text messages will be flying Sunday afternoon. All right, next <laughs> up we've got Indianapolis at Tennessee. I think there's a good chance we'll disagree on this one. So I'm going to say that in spite of Tennessee's improvements, that Indianapolis is going to win this game, and I'll pick them 31-24. to I'm obviously taking Tennessee for the completely unfounded bias I seem to have to Matt Hasselbeck and this team. I don't understand where it came from, but it's here. Maybe you uh, like the view. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I know that's uh, not his wife, just for those out there who are listening. Yes, the Sherpa <laughs> does know that that's Ken Hasselbeck's wife and not Matt Hasselbeck's wife. Who knows? Who knows with these Hasselbacks? But... Um, I do think that there will be a lot of points to go around in this game. Uh, neither defenses are particularly impressive. So for Indy, uh, Andrew Luck, I think, is more of a second quarterback option. I do like Vic Ballard against this defense. And I'm interested in starting Reggie Wayne, Donnie Avery, and I like T.Y. Hilton as a flex player. I'm, I'm saying no to both tight ends. I just I don't think it's going to happen for them this week. Yes to the kicker, and no to the defense. Definitely no to the defense. For Tennessee, I'm back on the Chris Johnson bandwagon. I actually have him in a 32-team league. <laughs> that, yeah, not that anybody ever wanted to trade for him in a 32-team I had a guy offer me today four players for Chris Johnson. Did you do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I don't like Chris Johnson that much. He gave me four good players. Well, if they're good players, I guess it all depends on need, too. But I, I like Chris Johnson in this matchup. I like tight end Jared Cook. Quarterback Matt Hasselbeck is a second QB for me. And wide receivers Kenny Britt and Nate Washington are more flex options. Kicker Rob Baronis I'm okay with. Quarterback Jake Locker isn't going to play. Most likely he's questionable with a shoulder injury, but unless something happens to Matt Hasselbeck, it's really a moot point. Running backs Jamie Harper and Javon Ringer, I'd stay away from both of those. Ringer missed last week's game with his knee injury. Wide receiver Kendall Wright, I would be benching him this week. And tight end Craig Stevens had a couple good games, and now he's back to being a fantasy non-entity. And I would also keep the Tennessee defense on the bench this week. All right, let's go to London. (laughs) Yes, passports in order, everybody. Okay, go through the express line here. The thing is, you look at this game and you say New England should be able to put up a ton of points on this St. Louis defense, but I, I haven't gone and scientifically checked this, so I'm, I'm flying blind a little bit here. But it seems to me that these games in London are usually lower scoring than you would think that they should be, and I don't know whether that's because it's usually raining there or whether it's just that the crowd doesn't cheer when they usually would, or if it's the travel and the jet lag, or, or what it is. But for some reason, these games don't usually seem to be high-scoring games. So even though I'm going to pick New England to win, I think both teams will probably... I, I knocked down my point prediction by about a touchdown for each of these teams mm-hmm. compared to whether, you know, if they were playing back on, on the States, back in the States. But all that said, I'll pick New England to win this game 24-17. to 17. I'm also taking New England. We've only disagreed on one game through the first nine. This is very shocking. No, two. We two. disagreed oh, no, on right. the last game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm keeping um, meticulous count here. Um, I, I'm i really into 
New England playing in England. I just think that's fun. Um, I hadn't even thought of that, but that's kind of Yeah, that's that's a little bit of a hometown advantage, I think. So I'm going to take them to win this game. Uh, Also, the fact that they have Tom Brady at quarterback kind of makes me think they might win this game. I think the former is a little bit more of a factor than the latter, don't you? (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to start Tom Brady. I'm also going to start Steven Ridley. Um, I just... This week, I think he will get the lion's share of the carries, so I'm saying no to Shane Vereen, no to Brandon Bolden, and no to Danny Woodhead. Um, Wes Welker, I'm good with starting, but I'm not interested in starting Julian Edelman or Brandon Lloyd or Dion Branch. But I do like both Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez this week. I'm also starting the kicker and the defense. For St. Louis, I like Sam Bradford as a start this week against New England's awful pass defense. Wide receivers Brandon Gibson and, and Chris Givens are both starts for me. Running back Steven Jackson and Daryl Richardson, since I don't know which one's going to get more carries from week to week, and it seems like it's almost 50-50 to this point. For some reason, I thought Jackson's contract wasn't up until after this season, but St. Louis seems to have decided that you know they want to play him as little as possible or at least see as much as possible of Richardson. But Maybe those guys are both flex options for me. <laughs> What was that? Maybe they're just trying to get a discount for his next deal. Play him. Yeah, so that could be. That's, that's a pretty. That's a pretty odd way to go about doing it. But you honestly, would be you right. be that surprised if that's what St. Louis did? Because I don't think I would be. <laughs> uh, I'd still be a little surprised. Um, tight end Lance Kendricks is a flex option for me. Defense is okay to start. Running back Isaiah Pete, no. Running wide receiver Danny Amendola is questionable with a shoulder injury. I say no. And kicker uh, Greg Thurline, I think. Greg uh, the leg. Yeah, Greg the leg. I I wouldn't start him this week just because I don't think they're going to score too many points. I kind of feel like kickers are going to have an advantage in England because I mean that's where they play soccer. There's got to be some good vibes for kickers there. Your your logic is impeccable. I I can't I can't fault <laughs> that at all. Same thing with the New England and England connection. I have really, um, really solid London logic. <laughs> you do. It's too bad Kenny Britt isn't in this game where you would uh, I know. What a shame. recommend him. We could have really, really had that trifecta there. <laughs> yeah. So moving right Let's along back here to, to, America a, to a game that is being Canada. played in the good old U.S. of A. We've got uh, Washington Redskins traveling to Pittsburgh and... RG3 continues to impress. He's putting up a really great fantasy line, especially for a rookie. But uh, unlike Cam Newton, I think he's going to be just as impressive next year. But um, anyway, that has nothing to do with this game so much. Uh, Pittsburgh, their running game is a mess, but I think Washington's pass defense is more of a mess. I think Pittsburgh runs all day. I mean, passes all day. wouldn't surprise me if Ben Roethlisberger had... 400 yards in this game, and I'll pick Pittsburgh to win 30-24. to 24. I agree. I'm really excited to start Ben Roethlisberger this week on my fantasy team. Um, Washington-wise, I think you can still safely start RG3. He's got a, a pretty solid matchup. There are some holes in that steel curtain, and I think Alfred Morris will run through some of them. Uh, don't start any of the other running backs. I just, uh, You know how I feel about this. <laughs> they let go of Ryan Grant this week, too. Can you believe it? They actually let a running back go. It shocks me when they let running backs or wide receivers go. Cause After one carry, they let him go. That's that's just one I guess and done. He didn't do so well with that one carry. True, but I mean, 
Hey, he'll. I'm sure he'll pop up somewhere else. Um, Santana Moss and Josh Morgan are more flex options for me this week. I think Leonard Hankerson may be the winner in the RG3 sweepstakes this week. But, uh, honestly, it's anybody's guess. I like Moss a little more than Josh Morgan. Uh, don't start Pierre Garçon because he's not playing again. So his foot still not feeling too good, and so it's probably not a good idea to start him. Start the kicker, don't start the defense, and tight end-wise, obviously don't start Fred Davis. He blew out his Achilles tendon and is done for the year and probably the beginning of next. Chris Cooley's back, and I'm really excited about that, even though I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, I think it's worth keeping an eye on him. I don't know if you should go out and, and pick him up today, but maybe early next week if he has a good game. It'll be interesting to see how he looks. I, I still, and not to rain on the Chris Cooley parade, but I, I'm guessing that Allison will you know, get the lion's share of the tight end targets there. But we'll see. Stranger things have happened. True. For Pittsburgh, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, this should be one of his bigger statistical weekends of the season. Start him. Start wide receivers Antonio Brown and Mike Wallace. Start tight end Heath Miller and start kicker Sean Sweeson. Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders is a good flex option this week, and the defense is an okay start. Still away from all the running backs, so Richard Mendenhall, Isaac Redman, Jonathan Dwyer, um, Baron Batch, all those guys just stay far, far away from them. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. So, Washington's run defense actually pretty good. Washington's pass defense, not Terrible. too good. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. So let's All move right. on then. We've got four games left. First of the late games. Have, have you noticed, just as an aside, that... I hate this. I hate two late games. It's so the, late, the last couple of weeks, they've only shown a couple late games, and you know, if, if you don't happen to like one of them, there's there's really not much to choose from there. So. Mm-mm. I mean, but, obviously, it's it's pretty obvious to anybody what game you and I are watching this week out of the late games. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. But I do the Oakland Kansas City rivalry I, I think is still a pretty decent one, although neither of these teams are going anywhere this season. But so as far as Oakland and Kansas City go, my guess is we're gonna disagree on this game. Uh, based on what you said before about picking up Oakland's defense. I think Kansas City is gonna run rough shot over them. What? Brady Quinn isn't impressive as a quarterback, but I don't think it's gonna matter. I think Kansas City is gonna do enough damage on the ground much as they did against New Orleans earlier this season, and I'm going to take Kansas City to win this game 30-24. to 24. You left your brain back in London. That is terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, listen, I don't, I don't love picking Oakland and Carson Palmer much more than really I would love to pick Brady Quinn or Kansas City, but Somebody has to win this game, and I think it's going to be Oakland and Carson Palmer. And I'm starting Carson Palmer even if he's your only quarterback. I'm starting Darren McFadden. Kansas City has given up 20 or more points to fantasy running backs so many times this year. So I'm Oakland's going to got the worst them. ground game in the NFL pretty much. But they're playing the best matchup. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be I'm, behind, though. I'm not like though. I'm telling you to start all the running backs. Just Darren McFadden. Stay away from anybody else. They're going to be else. behind. They're not going to be able to run to catch up. It'll be like Andrew Luck in the you were crazy. Colts a couple weeks ago <laughs> against the Jets. 
I think that that's what's going to happen to your Kansas City Chiefs and Brady Quinn. But I'm also starting Denarius Moore, Darius Hayward Bay, saying no to the other wide receivers. Definitely starting tight end Brandon Myers. I'm starting the kicker, and I'm starting the defense. We could not disagree more about this game. <laughs> For Kansas City, running back Jamal Charles is an obvious start. Wide receiver Dwayne Bowe, start him. Tight end Tony Moyaki might be a good start this week, too, just because I have no respect for Oakland's pass defense. Kicker Ryan Sucka is worth starting. Quarterback Brady Quinn, not going to go out on a limb, but I, I think he's a decent second quarterback option this week if you need one. Oh. Running back... <laughs> running back Sean Drone, 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 excuse me, like the Plains, Drone, is a good flex option this week. Wide receivers Steve Breston, John Waldwin, and Dexter McCluster. Any of those are good flex options in my mind. Quarterback Matt Castle, don't start him since he's not starting. And running backs Peyton Hillis and Cyrus Gray, uh, keep them on your bench too. Hillis, still questionable with that ankle injury. Still hoping that he'll make a return before the end of the season, but right now it's kind of like... Um, yeah, I mean, they were thinking that kind maybe... Kind of like Linus and Sally in the Great Pumpkin patch just... waiting for the Great Pumpkin to come for Halloween. And the Great Pumpkin Hillis. did eventually come. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm not so sure Peyton Hillis is going to make it, though. That might be more like waiting for Godot, but we'll see. So. Oh, that's just mean. Let's Let's talk about the game that really matters in the afternoon. Yeah, and my my guess is that we are going to agree on this game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think even with Sean Lee out for the season, Dallas's defense is just a little bit better, especially their pass defense is going to shut down, or not shut down, but at least contain the Giants' biggest strength. So I'm going to say this is a high-scoring game, but I'll pick Dallas to win by a field goal. I'll say Dallas 30, Giants 27. I can agree with that. I think it's just going to be... One team so going one down the field, then the other's man. going down the field. And I'm I am beyond upset about the Sean Lee injury. I'm really sad. But I think Dallas will somehow find a way to not only score points, but to give the Giants some points. Hopefully they are managing to score last and they win the game, which I think will happen, but you never know with these Cowboys. Um, I, in an ironic twist of fate, I'm talking about the Giants this week and the Sherpa's talking about the Cowboys. <laughs> Um, I think you start Eli Manning. Uh, He loves to carve up that Dallas defense. Start Ahmad Bradshaw, but no to Andre Brown and David Wilson. Yes to Victor Cruz. Yes to Hakeem Nix, but no to Dominic Hickson and the other wide receivers. Yes to the tight end Martellus Bennett, who you may remember was a cowboy for a few years. Uh, You may also remember he scored a touchdown opening night. Against yes, the Cowboys. and he was also a star of the 24-7 uh, pre, pre-season show in Dallas. <laughs> and um, definitely don't start the Dallas defense. I'm really scared about how this is going to look without Sean Lee, and it's not a great matchup against the Giants to begin with. But start kicker Dan Bailey this week. Normally not a start for me, but I think it'll be worth it this week. Doesn't he play for Dallas? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I still have doubt. You can start him if you Lawrence want. Time. Okay. Start then I'll go ahead and I'll start um I'll go ahead and start Lawrence Times then, even though he plays All right. for the Giants. Good trade, good trade. There, we're even. Okay. For Dallas, I'm going to start quarterback Tony Romo, wide receivers Des Bryant and Miles Boston, tight end Jason Witten. And go ahead and start kicker Dan Bailey. I agree with Jana there. <laughs> Running back Phil Tanner, I think he's a decent flex option this week. 
Felix Jones is questionable with a knee injury. Even if he does play, it wouldn't surprise me if Tanner got the lion's share of the carries and the yards there. So I would say Tanner, yes. Jones, no. DeMarco Murray, doubtful with his foot injury. It would be very surprising if he played wide receiver Kevin Ogletree. You may remember had the two touchdowns in the opening game. I think at best he's a flex option here. He really hasn't done too much since that opening game. And he the had, defense, what, eight catches for over 100 yards? He had a yeah, nice day against the Giants. No, he had a great day there, but he, that's pretty Never much again. what he's done the rest of the season. <laughs> so, And the defense, for me, they're, they're okay to start still because I don't think that – I think their secondary is good enough that Eli Manning's not going to have you know, 350 yards against them, but we'll see. Should be a good game. Yeah, most of these definitely games the Sharp are. and I will be watching it. <laughs> yes. So the Sunday night game is uh, could be a real shootout. We've got New Orleans at Denver. Denver's defense, I think, is actually underrated. And once they get through week 10, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they end up as, as a relatively high seed in the playoffs and maybe even represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. But... We're only concerned about this week's game for right now, and again, I just I'll go with Denver's offense over New Orleans' offense and lack of defense. I'll pick Denver to win this game in a relative blowout, 35-24. I think Peyton Manning may be the, if not one of the highest scoring quarterbacks this week. This is a defense that he is just going to just feast on. Annihilate. The best thing that could happen to Denver is them being down going into the fourth quarter because we've seen what Peyton Manning does then. Um, I definitely think Denver wins. I think this will absolutely be a shootout, and it's going to take about four and a half hours to play. (laughs) So hopefully you either can stay up for it or you don't have an early meeting on Monday. Um, Or you live in a Western time zone. Yeah, there you go. That would be good too. I haven't done that in a long time. I keep forgetting that happens. Yeah. But I, I'm still starting Drew Brees, I'm starting Darren Sproles, but none of the other running backs, no Pierre Thomas, no Mark Ingram, no Chris Ivory, none of that nonsense. I am starting Marquise Colston and Lance Moore, who's finally seemingly close to 100% healthy, which I'm excited about. Devery Henderson is a flex option for me. He's another kind of high-risk, high-reward guy. You just don't know what's going to happen with him. If Jimmy Graham can hobble onto a field, I'm going to start him. I think Jimmy Graham at 50% is still better than a lot of tight ends. I'm starting the kicker, but absolutely not starting the defense. For Denver, quarterback Peyton Manning is a pretty obvious start this week. Running back Willis McGahee, I would start him. Wide receivers Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker are both starts for me. Tight ends Jacob Tammy and Joel Dreesen. You can start both of them. And kicker Matt Prater is definitely a start this week. Wide receiver Brandon Stokely is a flex option for me. The defense is okay to start just because I think they are going to pick off for Breeze a few times. Running backs, Ronnie Hillman, Noshan Moreno, Lance Ball, keep them on the bench. Denver's just going to be throwing the whole game and those guys won't get much work. No, but it'll be fun to watch. Unless of yeah, course it'll be like a pinball game. <laughs> I think the only thing that could prevent that from happening is if Denver's defense is actually um, better than I think be, it is. You can and be I think good, it's pretty but good, it's but still Drew Brees. I mean, he's still, still Drew Brees, and they're relatively healthy now, so we'll see. But 
Yeah. I, I still I don't see Denver losing this game. All right, one so, more game down the stretch here. One more game. We're in the home stretch. So San Francisco yes, at Arizona Monday night, and I think we're going to agree on 11 games this week, much as improbable as it is. I just Arizona, Shock. if they score 10 points, they're going to be lucky. San Francisco should win this game pretty easily. I'll take them 24 to 10. I'm legitimately concerned that an Arizona quarterback might die this year. That's how bad their offensive line is. Like, it's really, really terrible. Um, San Francisco, it's just it's not even going to be a fair fight, even with Alex Smith looking kind of sketchy. It's just not. It's This game's going to make me sad. But uh, Arizona's just, you're right. If they score 10 points, it's going to be a miracle. I would still only use Alex Smith as a second quarterback. He's got a a sprained finger, and Arizona defense is better than their offense for sure. Um, Starting Frank Gore, I think Kendall Hunter could be an interesting option as a flex player. Even with Gore a little banged up with his ribs, he's still going to get the the majority of the carries, but they don't play him as the only back. Kendall Hunter will come in to give him breathers. He'll come in in garbage time for sure, and there will be some of it in this game. Um, no Michael Crabtree, no Randy Moss. I'm going to say maybe Mario Manningham as a flex option. He's coming back from that shoulder injury. Um, I really like the run game a lot better than the the offensive pass game this week. Um, I do like tight end Vernon Davis. I think he's going to get the, the majority of the targets from Alex Smith. Uh, no kicker, but absolutely to the defense. It's interesting. Vernon Davis didn't do much in that Thursday night game a week ago, but mm-hmm. but um, it, do you think with Crabtree, I saw him dropped in a lot of leagues this week. I even saw him dropped for Santon and Moss in a couple of leagues, which kind of blew me away. But do you think that's just because of Alex Smith's injury, or do you, I mean uh, Alex Smith's I, perceived I, inefficiency, or do you think there's something more than that? Uh, I think it is a combination of Alex Smith. Uh, everyone was all excited on him. He was throwing touchdowns without interceptions and breaking records, and then he sprained his finger and things kind of the, the train came off the tracks. And Michael Crabtree, even when Alex Smith is good, is still a little inconsistent for my liking. And I think people are kind of sick of, okay, is it going to be Crabtree? Is it going to be Moss? Is it going to be Manningham? Is it going to be Davis? Each week somebody is it seems to be the focal point of that offense, and you just don't know who it's going to be from week to week. And, I don't and think they I run, would think they run so much, too, him, that but. there's not a lot of throwing yardage to go around there. If Alex Smith throws for mm-hmm. 225 yards, that's like Eli Manning throwing for 400 All right, yards. We've got just over a minute left, so go for your Arizona picks. Okay. Wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald is the only person you need to start on Arizona this week. Running backs for Rod Stevens, Howling, and William Powell. Flex options at best against San Francisco's defense. Wide receiver Andre Roberts, flex option tight end. Rob Hausler, flex option. Defense okay to start. Quarterbacks John Skelton, Kevin Cobb, you don't want to start either one of them. Keep mm-hmm. wide receivers early Doucette and Michael Floyd on your bench. And tight ends Jeff King and Todd Heap both belong on your bench, as does kicker Jay Feely. He's going to spend right. most of his time and on the bench. We will be back next week from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. Uh, you can find us all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, at 4th and Inches Show on Twitter, the number 4THN Inches Show, and the same handle at gmail.com. And you can find our personal Twitter accounts from there as well. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in your leagues this week, guys. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening.